SAFM leading the conversation. Songezo mapete on SAFM. Dr. Katlejo Likalakala, member at Kiredi, is on the line to talk to us about sexual reproductive health. It is the month of sexual reproductive health. Dr. K, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us, ma'am. How are you? Good evening. I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I beg your pardon for mispronouncing your surname earlier on, but I got the producer. No, to sort you didn't of... get it wrong. You oh, didn't get it wrong. I, I could hear you. you. I could hear you trying to make the effort. It's not that difficult, though. I think it's because a lot of the K's and the A's and the L's. Yeah. It looks difficult, but it's like chakalaka, lekalakala. Very easy. Hello. Um, indeed. Let, let, let's talk. Let, let's talk about sexual reproductive health. Let's talk about sexual reproductive health month in the month of Feb, because this is sort of a conversation which, important as it is, I do get the feeling and I carry the sentiment that we don't have enough of that. And I think perhaps in the early days of HIV and AIDS and related STIs, perhaps this conversation would have been more prominent. But I think once South Africa got her ducks in a row in terms of policy and the rollout of ARVs, having one of the most comprehensive rollouts in the country, perhaps that rhetoric, perhaps that... um, energy kind of like tapered off rightly or wrongly i would imagine wrongly what are your thoughts in relation to that yeah so i do i I completely agree with you you know um there was a huge um focus on hiv once upon a time and yes as you're saying because um we grew in the understanding of hiv and our management is much better than what we what we were having before you know um, we have a lot more people who are virally suppressed. So maybe our conversations have shifted a little and we are not speaking enough about sexual health in its entirety, you know. Um, and we can see this because there's been quite a rise in STI um, intervention and also STI um, seeking from patients or the public, you know, um, which tells us this there's an issue. Um, Our youth needs a little bit more assistance and support in understanding their sexual health, understanding their sexual health rights as well, and also understanding how to care for themselves. So the conversation does need to come back, and it's bigger than just speaking about HIV and AIDS. Let's talk about the messaging. Is the messaging in South Africa, generally speaking, on matters to do with public health, but specific to this conversation on sexual reproductive health, is the message packaged correctly? Is the medium of the delivery of that message appropriate? Does it land? And is there enough participation? Are there enough voices in engaging these topics? You and I, for instance, are having this conversation on SAFM. And of course, in its own context and by right, this is a good platform, having it on radio in English at this time of day. But generally speaking, do you feel as though South Africans, the most part, are in a position to get this information in a manner that they can receive with ease and induce in them the kinds of behavioral changes where we can say, in the context of South Africa, the advocacy programs that are run by the department and her agents, as well as other stakeholders, are creating an environment where sexual reproductive health, all the critical indicators, are getting ticks. Yeah, 
What are your thoughts as a medical practitioner? Mm-hmm. So I think we could still do more, you know. Um, I think there are avenues where people can access this kind of um, um, conversation and get this kind of support. Um, however, the issue is that it's not as accessible. So in the clinics, when we are seeing patients, we could do more in having those conversations, you know. Um, it can go more beyond just treating um, the ailment and managing the condition, but actually um, promoting health in terms of, you know, destigmatization, because that's a bigger part of it, right? That's the bigger part of the conversation. And, I mean, in my in my view and also from my experience, what I've realized is that when patients come in, you know, and they have um, issues related to this, they kind of get shocked if you're the one that's opening up a conversation um, to get deeper into this. They are hoping to walk in, um, get what they need, and get out, and they just want to forget. So you are right. So maybe we need to find ways to package this information better. And that's why I'm so thankful that I come from, you know, a, a background of working in facilities and meeting those patients and having that knowledge, but now being able to be a part of a project like Giredi, where it's very important to us to reach the youth where they are. You know, we don't only speak on your SAFM, we speak also on community radios um, during prime time where the youth can really access us and we package the information in ways that um, is, is conducive for them to understand and to also um, find the support that they need because we have 46 uh, mobiles, we've got 10 doctors, we are all different types of shades. We come from different cultures. Mm. So we're able to relate to the community in our different ways and actually help them understand this information more. So you are right in saying that maybe, um, well, you're asking me, right? So I do believe there is a gap. I do believe there is a gap. Um, and I'm grateful that I am part of a movement where we are trying to narrow that gap, where it's not just a thing of when we see a patient that we're just treating the, the, the condition instead of also supporting the information and allowing people to to go into the world making being able to make informed decisions about their sexual health rights. And appropriately so, you would be engaging the youth, and I take nothing away from all of the programs that exist that are youth-oriented. But I think it's also fair and appropriate to sort of look at the holistic picture of South Africa's behavioral patterns around sex and reproductive health, Mm. and that a lot of the time some of the challenges come from the adults in the room, although the challenges might manifest in young people. I, I don't take away from anything that you have done as it pertains to young people. What programs, if any, are taking place that are the focus, where the audience, at least the focus thereof, are, are elderly persons? Here's why, for instance, last week we had a gentleman who is the regional manager for Gauteng, Love Life. Um, Chilibali is his name. I just forget for a moment his surname. Where mm-hmm. we talked, among other things... Yes, that's it. Thanks, Lisejo. Well, one of the things we talked about was, frankly, adult behavior that has impact and consequence, especially on young people. Frankly, 
frankly speaking, Usongezo, empowered, has got this platform, it's attractive, he's got money, or at least he sleeps on a full tummy mm. on the basis of what he wants to eat. There is somebody mm. who aspires to that, and by virtue of that person, young female, let's say, who aspires to that, it gives me an undue power over that person or undue Before leverage them. over mm. that person, which you can re reduce to a word being exploitation. And I might not necessarily be too... I don't, I don't care to be a responsible adult for that matter. And I find myself hanging around schools or universities or around young women who who have got the kinds of problems where then perhaps their judgment will be clouded by who I am and what I bring to this equation. What programs can we as a society roll out to engage this song as I made mention of? Um, look, I do understand why you're speaking on that, right? Um because yes, it is a, it's, it's one of the biggest factors, you know, um, that cause us these issues and that bring us um, to this point where we're having this discussion. Um, however, you know, the, the reason why we are looking at the youth is because we realized that they didn't trust in the health system. Um, they didn't see themselves being able to get access to the information packaged in the way that really makes sense to them. Um, and that's where we're at. Um, the youth is really our, our primary focus. And when it comes to the adults, what we try to do is inform the young people in terms of navigating relationships like what you speak of, you know, um, where there's intergenerational power plays that really can put them in mm, mm, um, mm. in a difficult predicament, right? Because if we're being honest, they are more. There's just there's more than just you know children just being naughty or being rebellious, Absolutely. right? We have to we have to agree and and understand that there's also a GBV element to yes. it at times, right? Um, and unfortunately, as much as we'd want to save everyone and have conversations with everyone, what will happen then is that you'll have an issue where you have a mission creep, where if you're not focused on what you really want to do, um, you will struggle to also get the message across. We, I mean, we're not just restrictive in terms of the fact that our information only lands in the, in the laps of the youth. Um, I mean, right now I'm on SAFM. Mm. I don't think a lot of the youth is actually listening to this, right? Um, so uh, platforms like yourself, where we engage with you, you know, you allow us to have more access to a broader, uh, a broader audience where we can start making people realize that there is a lot of wrong in these kinds of relationships that put a lot of young people also in predicaments where they are struggling with their sexual health lives. And I would imagine the related psychosocial support that is complicit in the overall package of healthcare, particularly the kinds of perhaps traumas many might experience through exactly. sexual relations or whatever the like, it becomes that much more pronounced the role that you as the clinician in the room at least have towards this young person who really approaches you trusting everything that comes out of your mouth and the responsibility in the circumstances you have to that young person. Yeah, I feel safe with us. Because there've been a lot of opportunities, there've been in a lot of instances where they couldn't feel safe, right? And you know, the most important, the most unfortunate part is that I can't, we can't change everything. 
There's a social yeah. element to it, um, a socioeconomic element to it, like what you described, you know, um, where girls find themselves in relationships where there's a power play, where unfortunately it's, it's, it's either I do this or I go to bed hungry. Mm-hmm. Or there are, you know, child-headed homes where they've lost their parents and you are the sole breadwinner at the age of 16. And you now need to decide what you, how you're going to feed um, your, your siblings and so forth, you know, and you land up in these kinds of situations. But as Kiradi, we want to also be that safe space that doesn't judge you and doesn't shame you for being in that situation, but rather can support you and find you and get you to a position where you can find another way. What you have said is critical, and we, we certainly thank you for your time and your investment in young people. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Dr. Katlejo Likalakala. Ah, I said it right. Dr. Katlejo Likalakala, <laughs> member at Kiredi, one of the healthcare practitioners there. Remember just to go to their website, kiredi.co.za. They have operations, as it were, in KwaZulu-Natal, Gauteng, Eastern Cape, and the Western Cape. And I can tell you for free that earlier today, for instance, in Greville, KZN, they had HIV testing, STI screening, sugar diabetes tests, blood pressure checking, pregnancy testing, weight and height, that's the BMI, body mass index, family planning, COVID-19 vaccines, deworming, child immunization, PrEP, very important, flu vaccine. It's a comprehensive health package. Do yourselves a favor, please, just get onto the website and save a child, and let's make sure that our health outcomes are all the better. Dr. Gadlecho, ma'am, thank you so much for your time. One more conversation, everybody. It's the legal segment. The time is 21.50, and Dr.